The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Wilbur, and I'm your host, Emergency Podcast! Frank Wright, hired by the Carolina Panthers. Exciting times in Charlotte, for some, not for all. Joining me to break down the hire, Ryan Wilson and Tyler Sullivan, a.k.a. Sully. What's up, boys? What's going on? Hello. God, I love an emergency podcast. Oh, it gets my, 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 my blood, it gets the... Juices flowing. The veins go. Yeah, yeah, juices go. I don't know. The veins. I don't know where you're going to go for a second. My veins. I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say. Um, Um, yeah. Great news for Frank Reich. Not so great news for Steve Wilkes. Although I said at the time that Steve Wilkes was hired, there is a he could win every single game, and he is not getting that job. There was some conversation that maybe Steve Wilkes got the job and talked Frank Reich into being the OC, which I feel like would have been best case scenario. This is. 1B. I mean, it's a great hire. It sucks for, for Steve Wilkes, of course, but I think uh, Frank Wright can make an argument that he got treated unfairly on his way out of town in Indianapolis as well. So I, I think this is um, I saw some folks on Twitter sort of compare this to the Matt Rule hire. I feel like it's the exact opposite. Like, there's no Matt Rule in this hire whatsoever. This is not polar opposite oh. the Matt Rule hire. What? Yeah. How'd By the way, that? I mean, I, I don't know if I, t- I gotta look and see if I tweeted this or not. Um, <laughs> I'm, just gonna read, I'm gonna read a text message that I, I you know it doesn't count if I send it to a text thread, I guess, even though there are 15 people in the text thread. But I'm just gonna read the text thread. The text that I sent back. Um, what day did Matt Rule get hired? Um it's in January, maybe. By Nebraska. Oh, okay. I don't know. They he was hired by Nebraska on yeah, so it was like like the middle of December. And actually, I, I'd sent um somebody when they fired when they fired Rule from the Panthers, somebody on another thread was like, hey. Who are the Panthers going to hire? I was like, Dan Quinn or Matt, Frank Reich. But this is, this is, I just find this amusing. I was like, Tebber wants to shoot for the moon. Guarantee he whiffs horrendously on Sean Payton before settling on Dan Quinn or Frank Reich. Which, here we are. I mean, look, I, I don't think that there's a lot of Panthers fans who are disappointed um, at, at, the, um, at the idea of not hiring Steve Wilkes on a full-time basis. I understand that. He, you know, he got the locker room back to a much better place after Matt Rule was fired. He had them competitive in, a, you know, what is a bad division. 
Um, and then he, you know, he, like he, he, he did a really good job in his, in his role as interim head coach. And we talked about this some Wilson. I don't like the idea of hiring an interim coach. I would have, I would have given a pass to the Panthers if they decided to go with Steve Wilkes. Um, but you know, I mean, he's, you know, he had that one season in Arizona, he got shafted bad job choice. Didn't, didn't have a good, had a horrible year, horrible offense, by the way, not, I'm not saying it's all his fault. And then the five, five and five of the Panthers, like good, good effort. But as Wilson pointed out, when rule was fired, he was going to have to like really work some magic in order to get that job, Sully. And I, and I think that while it would have been an okay hire, like Frank Wright for as much as you, we want to dog him for the ending had a really good run in Indianapolis, particularly given that the quarterback situation was so unsettled. Andrew Luck retired after he, he took the job when Josh McDaniels backed out. Andrew Luck retires. He has to do a season with Jacoby Brissett. He does a season with Phillip Rivers. He does a season with Carson Wentz. And then he tried to do a season with Matt Ryan. They never had an opportunity to really settle the quarterback situation for him to develop a quarterback. And I think maybe the opportunity here, Sully, uh, in Carolina could be a different one. Yeah, I definitely think that quarterback needs to be, and I'm sure it was talked about during the interview process, what is going to happen? Because Frank Reich can't walk into another situation like he did with Indianapolis where he had 74 games and he had for like four and a half seasons and had seven different starting quarterbacks. It's just, that's just untenable. You can't have that and to expect to have success here. So for Carolina and Ryan, and you could probably speak to this more as well, if they go into the NFL draft, it's probably quarterback or bust at this point, right? I don't think that he's signing on for them to continue with Sam Darnold or to get in the Derek Carson <laughs> or anything like that. He wants to build something. That was going to be my my next question as well. So they're currently picking ninth. Uh, I talked with uh, our buddy Rick Spielman about this on the with the first pick podcast. He does not think the Raiders at seven are taking a quarterback, so he doesn't think they're even trading up. He thinks they're going to be in the free agent business. Tom Brady is the obvious choice. We'll see sure. what happens there. Uh, after Tom Brady, there's not a lot, though, in terms of, I mean, what are you going to re-sign Derek Carr and call him Trey, something else? Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Rob yes. maybe. So, um, right, Jimmy G's another name, too. So yeah. if you're sitting there at nine, you're probably going to have to move up. So this is Frank Wright coming into a new situation. General manager's still there, um, and you're going to have to make that decision. Now, Frank Reich has a pretty good track record with quarterbacks. The Carson Wentz thing went belly up, but it started off pretty well, and he was there during the process of evaluating them, and he's told the story about how he went out to North Dakota State, and they they were, you know, hit it off immediately, so on and so forth. So we'll see how that I, unfolds. And, sorry, not to interrupt, just but, like, to the Eagles' point, like, there was a lot of talk after Frank Reich left after the Super Bowl to take the Colts job when when Doug Peterson's offense, it was like, was it Frank? You know, like, I mean, people, this happens all the time. It's like, was it Frank Reich or was it Doug? Was it Doug Peterson or was it really was Frank Reich the secret sauce? Like, he he was, he was considered like upper echelon coaches in the NFL, Wilson, when he, like, you know. And uh, this year, no one once mentioned Frank Reich's name as Trevor Lawrence turned things around with Doug Peterson. So, right. So we just, we that's talked to be talking. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, no, that's fair. So, it, right. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Uh, I, I will say, going back to Steve Books quickly, I don't, I don't want to beat, beat on this drum too much, but. Uh, Brenton, you can tell me what these three names have in common. Steve Wilkes, Dave Cully, and Lovey Smith. Um, they're all defensive coaches. All defensive coaches. Oh, all they're also all black. That's weird. <laughs> and got one year and got the boot. And yeah. look, I, as I said from the moment he was given the interim job, Steve Wilkes, there's nothing that man can do. They could win the Super Bowl. He ain't getting that job. Uh, 
I, I, I do think if they'd, I do think if they'd won the division and then like stolen a playoff game, he would have kept the job. May, maybe, but I think might, if you make the division, you're getting, you're, you're keeping that job. Yeah, I, I don't think know how you can. They played strong under him. I'm telling I, you, man, that's my of, point. And my other point, people in Charlotte really like Steve Wilkes and like the idea of keeping. Well, let Wilkes. me put this theory to you, Brinson, because Frank Reich's a great hire. I, I think it actually is a good hire in terms of helping to fix that organization. But I think, and I, this is the point I was making over the course of the season when Nathaniel Hackett went belly up. Um, and we see some other coaches around the league that seemed overwhelmed with the, the first-year duties. Cliff Kingsbury on some level. Um, I think Steve Wilkes, you need an enforcer in a sense. You need someone to to be disciplined. And I was sort of thinking about Kyler Murray when I mentioned that previously. And then you can have the guys around you because you're the manager. You're Michael Scott in a sense, but not dysfunctional. And then you need the the people underneath you. You need the Dwight Shrews to handle certain things. You need the gyms to handle certain things. Uh, but all at a high level, not as as mediocre. So you have your coordinators coordinating. They're superstars, and we see that out west with the Rams and, and the 49ers. And then the coach is the one uh, being the heavy. And, and I think you see success with that. I mean, that clearly works in Pittsburgh. Um, it, works, it works in New England when you don't hire a defensive guy to be the play caller. Uh, so – that's sort of how I'm leaning after we've sort of the, the swing had gone one way in which we just hire these up and coming OC DC stars that don't necessarily aren't necessarily equipped to be head coaches. I, I do think there's a, I like to talk about the ex-girlfriend factor, right? When you, when you talk about head coaches and, and, and who, when owners and GMs hire somebody and or like they fire somebody, they're like, all right, we got to go get somebody else. Like, you know, you look at, um, it just happens. Like it, it happens very, very frequently. And I think, Frank Reich is a very much a ex-girlfriend. Like you go hire the opposite type of person, right? A lot of times when you see a, a defensive coach fired, they want to go get an offensive coach. Uh, you know, when you see an offensive coach fired, they feel like you know, when, when you when you hire a young, you know, up and coming head coach and he's fired, and then you want to you want to, you know you see him go get like the veteran. And I think this is a case of that where Matt Rule was the unproven college coach making the leap to the NFL, and it flamed out disastrously, and it was he, nearly because he didn't iron his clothes. Right, because he wears like wrinkled khakis. I mean, like by the way, you can you know you know Matt, you can buy like stretch khakis now, like that don't wrinkle. Like anyway, that's all you can pay someone to iron your pants for you. Either way, you 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 make seventy million dollars. Maybe have a I don't know, have a dry cleaner or an assistant who hang your pants up while you're sitting at your chair. Whatever. Anyway, we don't need to get on that tangent. There's many different paths we can go down that way. And nor should I insult somebody. Can I can I mention can I mention quickly something from our buddy Joe Person who covers the Panthers for a long time at the Athletic, former. William Mary, along with me, he he tweeted this out shortly after Frank was hired. Besides playing on the Panthers' inaugural team, Frank Reich later went on to seminary school in Charlotte. His brother's the longtime coach at nearby Wingate University, and one of his daughters was recently uh, had recently joined the Panthers' marketing department. So there are a lot of a uh, lot of in synergy fact, there. That happened like a month or so ago, and there were a lot of people who were like, were like, you know, eyeball emojis. Frank, like the Panthers hired Frank Reich's daughter. Um, I believe Frank Reich took the first snap in Carolina Panthers franchise history. Pretty cool. Comes back to be the head coach. Uh, but even to the point, like, rule flamed out disastrously, disastrously, and now you have a guy who is really, truly, like, a steady hand type of coach. Doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low, um, is is into analytics, is into being aggressive as a, as a play caller, um, goes forward on fourth down, but isn't like the Brandon Staley type that it's a big deal when he does it. Um, has played for Battlesome Owners. Has, has, has worked for Battlefield Owners, excuse me. Probably interviewed with David Tepper. Was like, this guy is so calm and normal. Like, what the hell? You know, like he's like, this guy's chill. Uh, after working for Jim Irsay, and I think, I mean, it, I've always been a big Frank Wright guy. Uh, ever since sort of spent, we you know we covered that Super Bowl in 2017, and I, for whatever reason, I spent a lot of time around the Eagles, and just like I talked to him a couple of times. I mean, didn't know me from Adam, but like I just came away like really, really impressed by 
his approach and his demeanor. And I think it's what a team like the Carolina Panthers that has really frankly been, you know, like in Ron Rivera was, you know, a steady hand too, but like they need an offensive mind who is a professional. Like you talk about Doug Peterson coming to Jacksonville. It's a professional who has run a building, has been in an organization like that for a long time, Sully, and I think Frank Reich brings that to the table. Well, yeah, I think that's this kind of what I was going to kind of suggest here, too. It's This makes sense for both sides if you look at kind of what their history has been over the last few years. With Matt Rule, it, you, you kind of got the offensive guy, but everything else really just fell apart, was not great whatsoever. And then if you're Frank Reich, you're going to an organization where it's just – veteran quarterback after veteran quarterback I think now after both of these kind of experiences where it's Sam Darnold Baker Mayfield Matt Ryan Phil Rivers all these guys to me it just this leads to me to say this team's going to completely strip it down go young at the NFL draft try to develop a quarterback looking at both of their backgrounds from a roster building standpoint the thing that suggests to me is that they're going young at this position they're going to strip this down basically to the studs and get a quarterback and try to revive it that way. Sounds like a new homeowner. You know, the, uh, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, no, look, I know you ain't in here to sell tickets, Frank, Reich, But I'll tell you one thing. What you go out and sign Jacoby Brissett. You, you just, you just created a, a whole bunch of new fan, pan, like heavy Panthers fans in Raleigh, North Carolina and, and the surrounding areas. And I think that's a distinct possibility that Jacoby sure. Brissett, who's a free agent leaving the Browns would be a perfect fit for this Panthers team and then you can make a decision about do you want to go get somebody else in You've the said draft crazier things. I will I will go get yeah, it. Like do you want to trade up and grab CJ Stroud? Um let me yeah. ask you this, Brinson and C- and, and uh, Sully both. Um, because Brinson, you've been sort of Sean Payton's the dude that everyone needs to get to fix their team if they have a young quarterback. Obviously the Panthers don't have that young quarterback, but um what would you rather have? Frank Reich and pay and pay him whatever you're paying him, or would you rather as the Carolina Panthers, or would you rather have Sean Payton give him a first-round pick, and pay him $25 million a year. I would rather have Frank Wright and the first-round pick than yeah, Sean Payton. Me, me too, for sure. Yeah, I yeah, think... Assuming we're talking number nine overall going to going to New Orleans, which I think was going to be the cost. My point is I think we were... not We, Royal we, mostly I'm blaming you, overselling the Sean Payton effect on on a team with a franchise well, quarterback. I'm... I, I'm yeah. Uh, also, a team first, without uh, a quarterback. Good, good point. Sure. We're playing in the, in the... Yeah. Took the first snap in Carolina Panthers uh, franchise history through the first touchdown pass. In Carolina Panthers franchise, caught history. the first touchdown pass. He did everything. Kicked the first. Would you field like goal. to get? No, he did not. Actually, would you like to guess who caught that first touchdown pass? Uh, Steve Smith as a twelve-year-old. No, it was Pete Metzelars, a tight end from tight end, right. Who was? Yeah, tight Part, end. Parts unknown. Uh, Third-round pick from the of the Seattle Seahawks went to Wabash College. One of. He's the uh, the best player in the history of Wabash College. Uh, any guesses as to the uh, so the first pass, the first snap in Carolina Panthers franchise history, taking thirteen oh eight left in the first quarter after they held the the Falcons to a punt. Was Dom Capers the first coach? He was the first coach. I thought he was. Um, you guys have the same hair day for what it's worth. Yeah. So his is his is his is fake. Um, I believe that the that there was a, uh, who's the DC on that team. We'll say it was. Uh, maybe I I'm guessing it's not important for the poor person. Oh, it's Vic Fangio. Ooh, interesting. I think he's going to Miami. You think so? Apparently, Mike McDaniel wanted him last year, and they just fired um, what's his name, Byers. And I think that's angling for Fangio. But I mean, Man, but I tell you what, I, I don't know. I mean, like Frank Wright was only there one year. I don't. 
I'm trying to think if there's any other connections with them. You know, when he when he went to the Colts, he now remember we've never seen Frank Wright hire a defensive coordinator of his. Uh, well, I mean, we, we I guess he hired Gus Bradley this year. This was Josh McDaniel's staff, is what you're saying. A lot, of, a lot of it was yeah. McDaniel's staff. No, he was. He I'm laughing McDaniel. because McDaniel's pulled out, allowed Frank Wright to get that job, and sort of got his head coaching career going while McDaniel's was sort of stalled in his first year in, in Las Vegas. For sure. Um, I, I just sort of wonder, like, I, I wonder if there, you know, if there's any connection there with like a uh, Vic Fangio type, or he might be. Uh, I don't know, Vic Fangio. I mean, you look Never at what the Panthers have on defense. That's a really interesting setup on defense. If you brought in a guy like Fangio with their linebackers, their front. I mean, that would be. Spicy. Brian Burns did say uh, after the season, before the hire, obviously that he was he he wanted Steve Wilkes and a lot of the people in that locker room did so. I don't know if Steve Wilkes would come back as a DC or if he would rather move on. That that's the big question, right? You know, because again, that, you were saying it on the opposite end where Frank Reich could come in as an OC and right. Steve Wilkes would still be the, the head coach. I don't know if you can do it the other way around. It, right. To me, it just doesn't make sense because especially if all of a sudden Steve, Steve Wilkes yeah. has already said or it's already been reported that he's not going to coach with the Panthers this year. Yeah, I think, he, yeah, you can't you can't go back. It, to it doesn't make DC any sense. Then, yeah, but if you're Steve um, Wilkes, in uh, if a head coaching opportunity doesn't come in front of you this offseason, I'd be looking at the San Francisco 49 if all of a sudden D'Amico Ryan's gets a head coaching job, I'm going over there to coach Nick Bosa and those boys first. Pretty good track record. Robert Sala, D'Amico Ryan's. Uh, not Bosa, young... Bosa, also one of the names, one of the things I like to hear Sully say um, from this Boston exit. <laughs> Bosa. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that's, like, again, it stinks to be Steve. It, stink, it stinks for Steve Wolf because he's just got two raw deals in his two head coaching stints. Um, but I don't, I don't, there, there was, like you said, Sully, there was no chance that they were going to hire Frank Reich, and then use um, uh, uh, Steve Wilkes at DC. Do you need to go, Wilson? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Wilson's going to bounce. We can um, we'll do winners, losers real quick. See you, Wilson. Thanks, buddy. Um, Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. I'll say that, uh, I'll say a winner here. Uh, I'm going to do a combo winner here. Carson Wentz and Jacoby Brissett, because... (laughs) <laughs> I don't I don't think that they'll try to bring in Carson Wentz, but the Panthers, I mean, the Panthers tried to get him before he's traded to Washington. And I mean, what is he going to cost now? Obviously, Washington, I would assume, is moving on from him. Like, he, what is he going to cost, a fifth-round pick? Or you just grab him on a vet minimum salary if the Washington cuts him? I'm not saying that's a good thing. And I, you would think that Frank Reich learned from his last mistake of pissing off an owner by getting Carson Wentz and losing football games and wants to stay away from that. But I do think you will see a steady veteran presence brought in by the Panthers in the form of either Jacoby Brissett or Carson Wentz. Um, Matt Ryan, you know, it seems like that's, you know, I don't I doubt he's going to be an indie, but I, I think that ship is probably sailed, although not impossible. Um, and then I think you probably see them use either the ninth pick overall or whatever pick they get next year on a quarterback. You would have possibly Drake May, which would really piss off some. Panthers fans would love it because a lot of them are Carolina fans Um, or uh, potentially uh, Caleb Williams in next year's draft. So, you know, and look, the Panthers could be, I think the Panthers will be better than they were this year with Frank Reich as the head coach. Like I think if Reich had coached this team for an entire season, I think they would have 
Uh, maybe they would have been about the same in terms of like 500 record with the setup they have. Yeah, and I think they probably would have won that division considering what it was. It was just you know a dumpster fire and a under 500 team winning it overall. But I don't know what that really tells you. I think one of the big winners, like you said, I do think that you will find Jacoby Brissett or somebody of that ilk joining that team. But I do think that they'll bring aboard some sort of rookie. I, I just keep hammering that point home. I think this is a good thing for both organizations because – You've both kind of gone through those veteran retreads, and it just doesn't really work in the NFL. Like, this is not a, in my opinion, a Derek Carr destination, a Jimmy Garoppolo, the quarterbacks that still feel like they could be a starting quarterback somewhere. So if you're looking, if they're a Carolina Panthers, if you're a Carolina Panthers fan that wants them to fully reset, I think that the hiring of Frank Reich tells you that they're going to do that, considering both of their backgrounds. So whether that's trading up in the draft, going after, you know, Stroud, Will Levis, or somebody like that, or waiting a year a year later to maybe you know go to the bottom and, and grab somebody even higher in the draft the year after, that's possible. But ultimately, I think this is a good hire. Yeah, the Steve Wilkes thing stinks, and you maybe wish that that would be a little bit cleaner. But ultimately, in a vacuum, I think this is a great hire. All of a sudden, yeah. you could make the case that I don't, I don't know. Do they have the best head coach in that division? All of a sudden, um, Arthur yeah, Smith, yeah, Dennis easy. Allen. I mean, not easily. I mean, like, I, I would, I would, t- I would lean right one, Arthur Smith two, Dennis Allen three, and Todd Bowles four. Yeah. That would be my just my like off the cuff rankings of the NFC. Yes, I would. Yes, and I none of them are getting fired. Like we've already kind of missed that whole boat there. So and the Panthers found a quarterback, and they got this defense, and you can, you know, the offensive line takes a step forward. You know, Icky has a, a better year. Um, and we've seen, you know, look, the offensive line under Frank Wright in Indianapolis was up until this year was really, really good. Like one of the best in the league. Now having Quentin Nelson help, helps that. Uh, worth noting, and I mentioned Vic Fangio too, the Panthers had already interviewed Vic Fangio for their defensive coordinator position, I believe. Like they had already, in case they didn't hire Steve Wilkes, they wanted to have some DC interviews out there. And you had the connection with Vic Fangio from being in the Carolina before. You had the connection with Frank Wright and Vic Fangio working there. Like if you told me you got Fangio and Frank Wright, I feel like you are cooking like the Panthers are in a really good spot for uh, 2023. Uh, any, so any uh, losers for you? I would say, well, Steve Wilkes. I mean, Steve Wilkes is the obvious one, right? I mean, that you could not have done a better job outside of possibly winning that division and getting into the postseason yeah. to secure yourself that job. But I will say, how often do we, it should not be that surprising, I guess I should say, because how often do we see these interim guys actually get the job and hold it for more than a year or two years just, later. Yeah, yeah. It, there's really no history. I mean, it's probably going to happen in Indianapolis, but that's a whole other story entirely. But you never really see, you never, it never really works out. It, it, whether that's a good or a bad thing or, you know, owners just being impatient is, is a conversation for another day as well. But it's nice to see them at least move on. They figured out who they want to go with. And I think it's a good hire. I think getting out, yeah, I think, I mean, I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying to think of it as an obvious, lo- I mean, Obvious loser. Um, by the way, I mean, to work going out, Frank Wright was fired with a 40, 33, and one record. Like he had a 55% winning percentage, yeah. uh, never won one playoff game, lost two, but went to the playoffs twice and had a nine and eight record last year. Would have been in the playoffs had that not for that collapse in week 18 against the the Jaguars. Like, you know, you take out the and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to fluff it up. I'm just saying, you know, his second season, Andrew Luck retired. And they had to roll out Jacoby Brissett and Brian Hoyer and, and the other guy who threw a pass was Zach Paschal. Um, then he goes 11-5 and five with Rivers. He goes 9-8 and eight with Carson Wentz. And then was 3-5-1 and one when they got fired with Matt Ryan and really not given a chance to turn it around. Like, it's not insane to suggest they could have come back and won that division. I mean, Jeff Saturday wasn't going to do it. 
everything went wrong during Frank Reich's tenure. He was accepting that job, obviously, in the aftermath of Josh McDaniels, but was accepting which it. Which also is like a thing that went wrong because you don't get which, all your guys. Yeah. Which is cra crazy in its own yeah. right, considering that. And again, I lived that. I saw that whole thing unfold very up close. And not only do you not have to hire your own staff, but the quarterback that you're joining decides to walk away and Andrew Luck. And so it's – and the organization, I think, because of that ownership – was impatient, did not want to build through the draft because they had just previously done that to get Andrew Luck. So they were more prone to go after those veteran guys. And very similar to the interim head coaches, how often do you see that even work out? I'll tell you, all right, I'll tell you who I'll tell you who my loser is, Jim Irsay. Because I think you were about to go, there's the rumors that you were hearing right now, and it's there's a lot of buzz about it, is that they are going to hire Jeff Saturday full time. So if you go from I think if you go from Frank Wright and three winning seasons in four years with four different quarterbacks and a fifth quarterback. If you want, you have three winning seasons in five years with five different starting quarterbacks. And then you go to Jeff Saturday, whose first NFL coaching experience was this year as an interim who you brought in to replace uh, Frank Reich. I think you have created and no one else in your front office wants to hire Jeff Saturday, which is, is a possibility. I think you have made a massive downgrade at the quarter, at the at the head coaching, uh, at the head coach position, and that it will come back to haunt you severely over the next three years, because if Jim Mercy is willing to push this Jeff Saturday hire through, he is not very likely, and again, this hasn't happened yet. He is not very likely to fire Jeff Saturday after one bad year. Yeah, it's totally true, and I can kind of build off that a little bit into what I was saying earlier. I think a loser in this, and I, I wish Wilson was here to kind of back this up, but I think a lot of the quarterback or a lot of the teams that are in that three, four, five, six range that are looking for quarterbacks are a bit of a loser here because Carolina, I think, is going to try to get a young quarterback. And sure. that is more competition to try to trade up for that number one overall pick or to get into that top five for a Bryce Young or a C.J. Stroud or a Will Levis. I think that you add another team in there that's going to hike this price up with Carolina going young, in my opinion. Yeah, in that same vein, you could suggest that the – now here's an interesting one. I guess they need a quarterback too, so it's not – the Colts at four. <laughs> Can we change the Panthers? Um, yeah, so, and, oh, and uh, worth noting, too, at number five overall, the Seattle Seahawks have the Denver Broncos pick. Scott Fitterer, the Panthers GM, came from Seattle. The Seattle front office with John Schneider and Pete Carroll love to trade down. So if the Bears don't take a quarterback, let's say they stand pat and just take uh, Javon Carter or Will Anderson, however, whatever they do. Texans probably take a quarterback. Cardinals are not taking a quarterback. Colts could. Cardinals could trade down, of course. But let's just say everybody, everybody's standing pat. The Colts take a quarterback. So you got two off the board. The Panthers and the Broncos, the Panthers and Seahawks, excuse me, are prime trade candidates there. For sure. Where the Panthers to jump ahead of the Falcons and the Raiders. And, and, and maybe those teams don't need it. Maybe the Panthers could sit at nine. But, um, but just because of that connection, there's a decent possibility you could see Carolina move up there. Carolina could also be like, hey, screw it. Let's jump the Colts. Like really F Jim Irsay over and like jump up to number three and draft a quarterback ahead. They could of, stand uh, Pat too. I know Wilson has Anthony Richardson, you know, coming off the board there at nine. And yeah, it wouldn't be crazy. Draft, so. It wouldn't be crazy at all. You know, uh, they, it doesn't have to be aggressive and move up, but I just think that that team's going young. I see, like, I, I don't think that Daniels, I, I don't. Daniel Kerber asked on, on in the YouTube chat, chances of Derek Carr in Carolina. I don't think it's that crazy. 
I don't think it's crazy. I just don't think that that, like, you're really going to, if you're Frank Reich and you're taught, I'm sure the quarterback conversation came up during these interviews. All right, what do you want to do? And he's coming off of what he had just went through with the Indianapolis Colts. This organization in the Carolina Panthers is coming off of trading for Sam Darnold, trading for Baker Mayfield, both of those moves. Drafting Matt Corral on a trade up. It, it, it seems really weird if they all of a sudden just were like, you know what? Screw all that previous stuff that we went through. Derek Carr is going to be the difference here. I just don't see that being a realistic possibility. It just, yeah, or, I or a smart that, possibility. I don't think look, it's definitely not off the table at all. If, if yeah. Frank Reich likes Dave, Derek Carr, and we, we don't know that. Um, I think the difference with Derek Carr and a guy like Jacoby Brissett, and certainly Derek Carr is, is playing at a higher level than Jacoby Brissett in totality for their careers. The difference with, Jacoby Brissett, and, and look, I'm a Jacoby Brissett stand. You can see it over you know, NC State stuff. And you are too, probably, because you're a Pats guy. Like, I mean, he's beloved everywhere he goes, first of all. He brings a steady presence to the locker room. He won't complain at all if he's benched, whether it's for a creep midseason or some rookie that you drafted that you need to start. Like, Jacoby Brissett is the perfect type of locker room guy. He's Frank Reich's guy. And with Derek Carr, you're going to have to sign him to a big deal if you sign him, or you may have to trade for him. Whereas Brissett's a low-cost option who can be a placeholder. And you can say, look, man, I went seven, was it seven, uh, what did you do, seven and nine? Seven and nine in 2019 with Jacoby Brissett when Andrew Luck retired right before training camp. You know, and I also add, I think you could say that, um, I think you could say uh, that, well, Wilma Klein says, I'm not trading anything for Derek Carr. I think about it as a free agent. I don't think Derek Carr is going to get traded. I think that the time frame, he very well could, don't get me wrong. It has to be done three days. It has to be like agreed to within three days of the Super Bowl. So they're going after the Super Bowl, they're going to cut him. And that's problematic because then you have to wait like a month. And it's like, you know, I don't know. It's just like there's some, you know, if you're the, yeah. t- there's just some stuff that could get squirrely is that, there. Isn't that not similar to what Stafford had to go through last year to a certain degree? Did, wasn't there a contract thing with him as well? Uh, maybe Alex Smith had the same thing where it's like he yeah. was traded right after the Super Bowl. So it's totally possible he gets traded. I'm just saying if you're, if you're looking at the timeline for the Raiders, I'd just rather play chicken with them. And it's like, if you can find a trade partner, great. If not, I'll go sign you know somebody else. I think uh, a loser is Sam Darnold too, because sure. Darnold, if Steve Wilkes had kept the job, I think Darnold was very likely to sign some sort of deal in Carolina just to keep some cohesion going there. Um, you know, Wilkes for as, as good as he was in, you know, as, 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 as well as I think they, they played well under him, you know, they didn't really have a plan offensively per se. Um, and yeah, I tell you what, it would have been Frank Reich with, with Christian McCaffrey would have been fun too. But oh well, yeah. um, here we are. Okay, anybody? Anything else from the uh, from the Frank Reich hire? I think we covered it pretty well. Yeah, no. I, I listen. I think it's a good hire. It's things for Steve Wilkes. I mean, that would have. But in a vacuum with Frank Reich, like I said, they might have just hired the best coach in the division all of a sudden. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a like to, the baseball term would be like. I don't think it's like a you know, I, I don't, maybe a home run. I think Sean Payton is a home run. I think Frank Reich is a stand up double. For sure. It's like, it's just a, such a, and he, I mean, and it could be, it could end up being a grand slam if he's given the time and sort of the, the leeway to do what he wants to do at the quarterback position, which I really don't think that he ever, I mean, like, obviously he never really got, you know, he was able to bring in veterans, but the Colts kept winning games. They never had a high draft pick. Yeah. So my thing would be just again, don't fall in love with the veteran guy like like Daniel was saying with Derek Carr or anything like that. We saw what Frank Reich did when he fell in love with Carson Wentz and brought him in Indianapolis. It obviously didn't work out. This is a go down to the studs, draft, develop. You have a solid head coach. Let's see what he can build around him. 
agree completely. All right, that'll do it for us. That is the Frank Wright Hired Emergency Podcast. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. For Ryan Wilson, who's here and left, Sully, I'm Brinson. We'll see you guys later.